This song. You're vibing to it. <laughs> You're head bobbing. Yeah. The chorus is so good. This is called It's Alright by Motel 7. Yeah, this right is here. cool. This is. And it goes like. So chill. Like road trip song. I was just going to say, this is like driving back from the road trip. Yeah. You know? Like you're the only one awake driving. Oh, you're thinking at nighttime. Like everyone, yeah. Interesting. When I hear this, I think of daytime, convertible roof down, yeah. slow motion. For some reason, you're living in slow motion. Or you just ask the girl out and she's like, nah. Nah? Man, this <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> you're driving back. I'm so <laughs> much like, like all right. <laughs> I'm so much like, it's, yeah. Like it's like, the, you just graduated high school. Everyone's going their separate ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't that crazy how like one song can yeah, be taken both ways? It's such a different the direction. Breakup song. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, welcome back to our second consecutive, consecutive podcast since taking a break. Yeah. Today's one is one I've been wanting to do probably since this podcast started. Mm. Um, before this podcast started, I was a guest often on Sirius XM Canada Talks. Uh, satellite radio station Dope. and it was fun like I got to really experience what it's like to do radio because for me my job is like camera yeah. so I have to worry about like oh how do my eyebrows look what do I <laughs> you know all that stuff visual stuff yeah and so one of the people that I met interviewing them at this um, satellite radio show was this woman named Tara Stubbins mm. Um, we will be talking to her and, and I, we will catch up here briefly, but I just want to mention that this podcast you guys are listening to is going to be featuring Tara. She is a time management professional. She's yeah. also a, a celebrity concierge. That's so cool. That's like, what? That's yeah, like coolest job. <laughs> it, like, and a lot of people would be like, what the hell is that? And then I'll let her explain, but, um, she is very interesting. Like I'm telling you when I was talking to her at this satellite radio yeah. show, I was like, oh, I wish she could stay for like another hour. I have so many questions Damn. about what she does. So I've actually been working with her. I guess we're just getting into it, man. Yeah, let's get into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I've been working with Tara for, I don't know, just under a year, wow. I would say. And it's every Sunday she will call me and we will have a phone meeting about what I did the, that week and then what I'm going to be doing the next week. Yo, I need that type of she, man, ownership so on my good. life. She is so good. And so in the last episode, I talked about how I've kind of been like out of love with YouTube for the past year, trying to figure mm -hmm. it out. Tara has been there uh, like every step of the way trying to f like figure out what I should do next. Wow. Um, and again, I'll talk to her more about that. But it was helpful, man. Like think about your, think about your day. Yeah. Do you ever... Like, let's say you eat lunch, mm -hmm. okay? And for most people, this won't apply, but I guess because this pandemic in might. So you're working from home. You eat lunch. You're like, I'm going to lay on the couch for two minutes, just go yes. on my phone. And then it's like 20 minutes goes by. Yes. And it's like, and now it becomes a routine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. That's me right now, man. That's great. Yeah. You well, be I've, yeah, I'm, I'm just like a disgusting POS right now. <laughs> I feel like I don't know during I we need this talk with Tara for sure because uh uh yeah like man I've been playing Call of Duty 
and it was just supposed to be like a one, two games. Is it Battle Royale? Yeah, it's Battle Royale. Okay. And it was just supposed to be like a one, quick one or two games with the boys, you know, just like to see what it's like, <laughs> right? Uh, so everything is like set First up off, temporarily. It's never one or two games with the boys. <laughs> yeah. It's never one or two games. But it was like one or two games like forever, you know, it wasn't like one or two games tonight. Anyways, uh, I just recently looked at like my score yesterday on Call of Duty. And beside the score, it tells you how many hours you've played. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Is it days? Yeah. It's days? <laughs> Jesus. I'd say more than you're a few. An, you're an animal. <laughs> uh, three days? Five days Five and four days. hours. Yo, that's not like you've played, you know, you came on five days. That's like... Five day, like five times twenty four, that's like one hundred fifty hours. I think that I was on. It is disgusting. <laughs> Are you good at the game? At least I don't even know why games do that. Why would you let me know how many days? Because <laughs> for a lot of people, it's like a trophy. It's like, wow, I've clocked in this. I want to clock in more. It's yeah, like yeah. Most gamers, I don't think, would look at that and be like, oh, this is disgusting. I think they would look at it and be like, wow, this is awesome. Really on to ten days, work, baby. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. So for me, I can't. Man, I can't play games. Mm. I sh I'll be honest. I wish there was a part of me that was was a gamer. You had like a little part, like a little. I have few moments. Weeks, right? Yeah, I have absolutely. I have moments, yeah. but they never last, and mm -hmm. I get turned off of a game so damn quickly. Yeah. Because for me, like when I when I'm working from home, so yeah. I work from home, entrepreneur. I feel like there is this entrepreneurial guilt, relaxation guilt, mm -hmm. and I only just recently read this. Uh, it was a thing. And so basically it's like you have this hard time relaxing. And this is true, man. If I go to a yes. beach resort, I can't lie on the beach doing nothing. nothing. Because <laughs> Being a vegetable. Yeah. Can't do and, it. and so many people are like, oh, I love doing that. It's so relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't because for me, it's like I have to always be doing something. I have to be making money. I have to be uh, progressing my business, yeah. my brand. So I've got this relaxation guilt that gets set into place. And eventually, like, and gaming is like the, the forefront of this. Mm -hmm. When I'm playing games, I'm like, this is stupid. Like I should not, not the games are stupid, but I should be editing something. I should be working on something. I should be contacting people to film, you know? Yeah. I can't even really watch TV and it got so bad. And this is something that I sort of worked with Tara about as well. Um, and it's like, you have to implement more self-care into your routine. Yes. <laughs> and, but no, but gaming is a form of detachment from your stressful life. It, it's an this escape. It. As long as it doesn't become a main escape with another job. If you're a gamer, of yeah. course, like you're making a killing. Yeah. But if it becomes a problem and you're missing out on life for games, mm -hmm. that's where personally I think like, you have to reevaluate. <laughs> well, that's what I say about games and like TV shows and stuff. It's like, it's such a quick way to just detach and just like from work. Like if you've had like a stressful day at work, it's such a good quick way to just go back into fun, like within seconds. Right. However, with this whole pandemic thing, thank God there's a pandemic because you this is the only on. way <laughs> I can excuse myself for my actions, which is I am a 29 year old man yeah. living in like, this is all pandemic stuff, right? I'm a 29-year-old man living in my parents' house, as many people are now yeah. <laughs> during this pandemic, uh, playing video games with my boys, <laughs> right? <laughs> and my mom, like, comes into, like, my, like, 
I don't know. My brother the other day came into my room like he puts his head in first, like to not disturb my gameplay <laughs> and like gave me a burger. And it's just oh like I, and I had like an out of body experience. Yeah. Because I looked out and I was like, damn, bro, you're really almost 30. Really in, in your parents' room, really having a burger and like some chicken wings. I love that story. So Amar told me this off podcast. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, man, you have to share this because I remember doing that as a kid. Yeah. You know, like sitting cross-legged, someone slips in, like, here's food. Just in and your like, filth. And then you just like slime over. Yeah. <laughs> so you just like devour it, right? Slime over. <laughs> no, because as a kid, it's acceptable. What else? What are the responsibilities you have? Yeah, yeah. So... But here's the thing, and I tell people this when it comes to pandemic talk, okay? You have to go easy on yourself. Yes. So many of us are criticizing our our body image, our, our workflow, everything. But mm-hmm. what people are not factoring in is this is a pandemic. It hasn't happened in 100 years. 100%. None of us know how to do this. Everything's been shut down. Yeah. Everybody's on edge. Like, factor that in yeah. because it matters. Uh, it, 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 does, you, it does. You being lazy or you not doing anything. Let's remember when this first started, the government was like, stay home. We're telling you to stay home, watch Netflix, do yeah. whatever. Just don't go out. And that was hard for a lot of people to understand because they're like, I can't. Well, I got to do something. I got to earn my keep. And yeah. it's like, no, you need to protect people. It's true. Like we all, you mentioned entrepreneurs ago, we all have that kind of guilt. And, um, you know, this is honestly one of the saving graces of why I didn't have that guilt. But now things are opening up back up again and I'm like feeling the guilt of like uh, playing video games and stuff. So I think no better time to talk to Tara for me personally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure many other people. No, 100%. I'm even voice cracking like a gamer. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> we, <laughs> we all have <laughs> we all have things, okay, that we have developed throughout this pandemic yeah. that have maybe pushed us back been a little unproductive, or maybe we picked up more relaxation because we are so used to being in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely get all your questions out with Tara, man, because yeah. she'll she'll blow you away with not only who she is and what she does. I'm yeah. telling you guys, this is, she is so damn interesting. <laughs> I can't I, wait. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, let's give her a call right now. Dope. And uh, let's ask her all of our questions. Imagine she's like, you can't be helped. You're disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once the chicken fingers hit, you're done, man. All right, let's call her. Okay, guys. So we have Tara Stubbins on the line. Now, this is a woman that has helped me transform a lot of my career struggles over the almost year, I guess. Um, so, Tara, we, we have given you, uh, we have talked a little bit about what you do, but can you give us more context as to all the things you do, because you are one of the most interesting people I know. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I started my career running a personal concierge business where I help busy people uh, save time in their everyday lives. And that kind of transformed into and merged into a virtual assistant uh, business where I was helping people kind of slash virtually, slash personally. Uh, I have some really great clients in L.A. that I get to travel to when COVID doesn't, isn't happening, um, some celebrity clients that I get to help, uh, where I learned and witnessed some really amazing time management uh, techniques. And I was fascinated to learn and, and witness exactly how these 
very successful people were becoming successful and staying successful by using these specific techniques. And I knew that I had this like little secret from being in directly involved with these people's lives. And I wanted to share it with the world. I wanted to shout it from the rooftop. So I opened up a time management coaching uh, company where I help people like Dan uh, really take their their goals and their lives and turn them around so they can be as successful as possible. Wow. Amazing. So actually one thing to touch on there, um, while working with Tara, early on actually, you had told me a piece of advice that still sticks with me and I, it goes right into what you were just talking about. Um, I remember I was telling you, I'm like, I feel so guilty um, waking up late or going to bed late. Uh, and I just, I feel like I'm not a part of society's average work day. Mm. And Tara, what you had told me was that, you know, some of the busiest people that you worked with in LA, like you mentioned, start their days at like 11 or 12. It's like, as long as the work is getting done, the workflow shouldn't be something that you're putting additional stress on. Exactly. A hundred percent. And it's, it's all about prioritizing and really knowing what key tasks will get you towards your ultimate goal. And those key tasks don't have to start at 4 or 5 a.m. If you're more productive at 2 a.m. and staying up in the night owls, then go for it. You know, who is anyone to sit there and say that you can only be productive if you wake up at 5 in the morning and... Uh, you know, meditate and then work out and then read a book. You know, there's all these things that people will tell you how to better manage your time, but it's actually putting more stress on you. Like, who has time to do all of that in a day <laughs> and, you know, run a business or, um, you know, be a great employee? Um, so it's really, yeah, finding the, 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 what helps you be the most productive and the time that you're most productive. I, I think that that is part of the stress is you see these Facebook posts with like Mark Wahlberg, mm. who's like, mm. he's up at like 4.30 doing ab crunches and it makes all of us feel like we're <laughs> fat slobs breaking up at 8.30. Damn it, Mark. <laughs> so I guess it, that kind of plays into it. Um, no, you are preaching to the choir over here because I like for such a long time, like all you read online is like, and then at 6 a.m., they, they do their second exercise of the day and then this, this, that. And it's like, I've always, like, I've taken these, like, tests and it's like, no, you're definitely a night owl. Like, that's definitely where you're most productive. And I really do feel like, I, you know, for the same reasons that people wake up at 4 a.m. to not be disturbed by others mm -hmm. and they can really focus in on their work. I love staying up till, like, 4 a.m. and do all my work from, like, midnight to 4 a.m. where I don't get disturbed by others. Obviously... These days, it's been taken over by video games, which is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're going to be back to it soon. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. Like, people do talk about Mark Wahlberg all the time. And, you know, his priority is being the most fit he possibly can be for roles and just to keep up his image. And to do that, he needs to work out, you know, 17 times a day. And the only way he can do that is getting up at 2.30 a.m. and doing the first workout. So for him, that works. But yeah. what I don't like is him saying, for everyone to be as productive as me, you need to do this because mm -hmm. their goals aren't the same. You know, yeah. I would love to be as fit as Mark Wahlberg, but I have other goals that are taking more priority over that. Yes. Um, so before, actually, since we already kind of got into it, I also want to briefly talk about the first time I met you at Sirius XM. Um, 
it was very interesting because <laughs> they're like, yeah, next we have a celebrity concierge and time management coach, Tara Stubbins. I'm like, okay, cool. And I remember like we went to a commercial and when we came back, you walked in the room and you had this like super high profile client of yours on the phone. And I'm like, what the, are you for real? Like it, it was amazing to see you take these phone calls and um, interact with your clients. So we won't, we won't get super into it because it is, it'll take over this whole podcast, but <laughs> you as a celebrity concierge, um, what was that like and, and what exactly did it entail? Were you just like the go-to connect for, for celebrities? Yeah, so um, it entails a lot. So basically it's I'm their personal assistant virtually, if you will. So I manage their calendars and I still do this. Um, I haven't closed my personal concierge business at all. It's just kind of merged into a lot of other things. Um, but yeah, it's managing their calendars, corresponding between managers and PR people and, you know, hairstylists and getting them ready for every event that they have to go to and mm -hmm. making sure, you know, that their staff and their, their other staff in their home are taken care of and on track and, and all that. That's and so actually cool. people are always very uh, mesmerized by how I can be a personal assistant to people in LA and live in Toronto. Um, and it's, it's, it actually works. Like my clients in LA always say that they were skeptical and they didn't know if it was going to work. And then they always say that I was, I'm the best assistant they've ever had. Wow. Um, and I think it's just because that the virtual assistant kind of world and, and technology allows us to not have to be present um, at all times. Well, it also goes like when, when you and I were working together, it's like it's, it's on the phone, right? So there's a lot of things that you can assist somebody with over the phone, mm -hmm. even, even your, your time management business. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, over the phone, Skype, you know, ever Skype, Zoom, whatever platform you want to use. Um, you know, I think everyone now, because of COVID, they understand that people don't have to be in a physical office to be productive. You know, people don't have to be looking over your shoulder to know that your employees are being productive. Um, there's so many ways that you can be productive and get things done working from home or working from a coffee shop or, you know, a co-working space or airplanes or hotel rooms, wherever, you know, your world leads you. Mm -hmm. I think the world is opening up to this fact now. I, I love that you can like also because they're in LA, you can like kind of sleep in and still make it for like an <laughs> exactly. 8 a.m. appointment, you know? <laughs> Just, yeah, and they all sleep in. I don't think any celebrity besides Mark Wahlberg gets up before about 10, 11 a.m. Oh, like this is how, so good to know. How refreshing is that to hear? <laughs> so you know, because I'm telling you, time and time again, we, we read these biographies or we see these videos yes. that are like, if you want to be successful, you, like the early bird gets the worm. Yeah. But it's like some people just don't function at that time yeah. and, and they could nope. better use their time at a later date or a later time in the day. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Yeah. Those biographies make me so mad because they're all exactly the same. They have, you know, kind of these very uh, rigid, they're all the same time management techniques or, you know, how to be more productive in the day. They're all the same. And I, I don't believe them at all. I've been in the homes and lives of hundreds of very successful people and none of them actually follow what they're writing. Like how, that is so refreshing. That was like, <laughs> actually so when you first told me that it may, it took such a big pressure off because 
uh, yeah, we're all under the impression that, okay, well, we're not, the reason we're not successful is because we're not getting up at 4 a.m. And yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. it's not that you're adding more hours in the day by doing that. Uh, you're just yep. going to bed a lot earlier as well. That's it. Absolutely. Um, so, now that we're in a pandemic, I imagine um, you are dealing with different types of time management amongst people that have never had to work from home. They're left to their own devices without a boss looking over them. What are some tips um, for people that are working at home that are struggling with it? Or, uh, yeah, I guess that are struggling with it. Can I tell you my favorite tip? Sure. And it actually works. And people look at me like I have three heads when I tell them this. But if you're working from home and you are finding yourself not very productive or you can't really get into the groove, honestly, change out of your pajamas or your sweats and put on shoes. It's amazing. And I mean like real shoes, not slippers. Um, They don't have to be dress shoes or fancy shoes. But putting on shoes and sitting down and really focusing, I don't know, it like grounds you almost. And it allows you to know, okay, I'm out of my, you know, bed, comfy home stage, and now I'm in my work stage. Mm -hmm. And like the second you put on shoes, you'll get to work. I I promise. Try it and uh, you can let me know if it works. (laughs) Yeah. Like I know that's one of like the tips that kind of worked is just to kind of like switch up your space, right? Like if you're working from home, I used to have a big time when like all my research, all my work was done from my bedroom Mm -hmm. and on my bed. Right. And then it's like I found it hard to sleep when I wanted to sleep. And then also when I'm researching, I found myself very sleepy. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. just, I think I was just like tricking my brain into like all these like kind of like patterns like, OK, we're on a bed. Maybe we should be sleeping. Right. But yeah, you, you have to create a divide from living versus working. Yeah. And so I, I think I, that shoe thing. That's works. a yeah, it's a very interesting tip. Uh, Yeah, it's also another technique that I really love is I call it the popcorn method because you're kind of popping up and down like uh, when popcorn is is baking or making. Um, So if you, uh, you know, start your day, say, in your home office or if you live in like a smaller condo, you know, at, at your kitchen table or at some sort of desk workspace, do that for about an hour, two hours or until you finish a project. And then get up and move to another spot of your house. So move to then maybe outside on the balcony or the backyard or maybe your, you know, living room couch or maybe now you're working at the kitchen island, wherever it is. And then restart again another project or another hour, two hours of work. And it's amazing how refreshed you'll feel rather than sitting in the same spot staring at the same screen over and over again for, you know, eight, ten hours a day. These are, ge- these are like such good tips. <laughs> yeah. it, it is such, it's, it's such a simple thing that people can do, but I guess a lot of us feel like, no, we're working from home. If we have a home office, we need to be working at that desk because yeah. it's, it's an office and an office exactly. is where you get work done. But yeah, actually that's a pretty interesting technique to pop around your house and change yeah. up the environment. Tara, Absolutely. one thing that I like kind of like always struggle with is like, so I'm like, I'm super into like research and I'll go on like, benders of like going on YouTube and Google just like to research time management skills and this and this and that. Um, but one thing that I struggle with is just taking that first step. You know what I mean? Like, um, like I probably know how to work out, but it's like doing my first 10 pushups or like getting out of the door to start a run. That's like the hardest thing. So with time management, what's the first step into this 
honestly, it seems like a beautiful, like if I have good time management skills, I would do so much more. I would do so much more. Like yeah. it's literally a superpower. So like, what's yeah. the first step in acquiring this, uh, this superpower? I feel like Dan should answer this question after our years of conversation about the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So I think what I picked up a lot from us working together was that when you have something coming through the pipeline, and this is something you've never told me no about, which is great. And I, I realized it later. Every time I've, I've spoke to you on the phone and I'm like, Tara, I want to I wanna do more skits or, or Tara, I want to do... Um, more YouTube or more art. Mm. Every single time you said, okay, we'll do it, uh, try it, keep going at it, and then see what happens. Like, find out what the results are going to be instead of just thinking and assuming. Mm. And that's helped me a lot because for the past year, as you know, I've been all over the place. I've been like, okay, I'm going to do Instagram skits. And you were like, okay, perfect. Let's let's put in more time for Instagram skits, see how that goes. And do you love it in a week? Perfect. Let's mm -hmm. keep going with it. Um, and now I've finally gotten all the way back to loving YouTube again, doing art DIYs, which is what I started this whole thing with. I started with DIYs and I tried to get away from them and now I'm back. Yeah. So there's this form of exploration that you have to go about doing before you actually tell yourself, no, it's not going to work. Mm. Um, actually, I don't even know if that answered your question. <laughs> great though um, yeah well, first of all it's a great answer yeah. <laughs> doesn't answer my question no but we're here for the answer <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, just to go on what dan was saying a bit it's true so for uh very creative people um if you have something an idea in the back of your mind and you're you know pressing it down and you're not allowing it yourself to explore it you're never going to be the best that you can be doing something. So Dan's DIYs on YouTube were great. They were doing really well. But he had all these other ideas in his head that were kind of stopping him and plugging the DIYs from doing even better. Because he could, you could see that he wasn't all there with his DIYs that he was putting out because he had all these other creative ideas in his head. So as soon as he got to explore those other creative ideas, which were also doing well, it brought him full circle back to really what he was doing and loving, but he just had to get that creative spirit out before he could realize that everything else was, you know, where he was really on the right path. Um, and that was all like, it, what I say is that time management techniques, like we can write them I could write out six, you know, of the most popular time management techniques and the ones that work for, for me, but they're not necessarily the ones that are going to work for, for you or mm. for any of your viewers. And that's why those books, again, drive me nuts because they may have worked for that one person, but they're not customized to you. So I may know all the techniques that work for this celebrity, but I also know that they might not work for you, but I know how to customize them they work for you yeah I, I there's think... a great there's a great system where or belief that i have that people will try to take their days and fit them into a specific scheduling system or a specific app or a specific uh again like routine that they want to get into but instead of you trying to fit your days into that system it's better to make the system fit around what you actually want to achieve I think uh, like realism comes into play too because mm -hmm. there's been multiple times where you were like, okay, what are we going to do this week? Or what are you going to do this week? And I would 
share everything. And then you would also be like, yeah, but Dan, are you, are you actually going to be able to do all of that in one day? Yeah. Um, and it's like, I started to realize, no, I don't know why I'm saying this. Cause I know I am not going to be able to get everything done in one day. And exactly. it's, there's, there's a form of acceptance of how you actually function. We, we're fighting the, the status quo of what society is telling you how to be a successful person. And oftentimes I fell for that. I would be like, okay, I have to get a video shot. I have to get it edited. I got to promote it. I got to start filming another one all in one day. Yeah. And it took talking to a time management professional to say, can you do all that in one day? If you can't, that's okay because you have tomorrow as well. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Where can we move things around? So the biggest thing about time management that I've taken away from working with you, Tara, is that don't fit it into a, a mold of what, what the average is because you are only going to make yourself almost less like productive in that way. Yeah. It's, it's very exactly. bizarre because every, everybody does function on a different uh, wavelength. It's true. I, yeah, exactly. And then moving back and kind of moving that into the question, the original question of how do you get started? So I think it is, you know, removing those roadblocks of having to keep up with, uh, you know, everyone else, what you perceive everybody else is doing, and really concentrate on what your priorities are, what your goals are, and what steps that you can take to get towards your goals. So I always believe that you should write down what your specific goal is, and then three steps to how you think you can get to that specific goal. And then you can even break those steps down even further into a very specific tasks that you can check off a list every single day to, mm. um, to keep you motivated. It's actually interesting. Um, people think that motivation is something that just like hits you like a bolt of lightning and you're out of the gate. So, you know, you want to start working out and you just sit there and wait for that motivation to hit you before you go start work, working out. But that's actually not how motivation works. Motivation works by uh, you achieving small successes back to back that will then produce this motivation feeling and allow you to keep going. Yeah. So if you can force yourself to get off the couch to walk, you know, 5,000 steps today or 1,000 steps today as your goal, as your small goal and task for the day, and check that off your list and then do it again tomorrow, that's actually going to form motivation in you to make you keep going. Yeah, one thing I really learned uh, really well is kind of like regarding motivation is like, you know, you can't, first of all, you can't get six pack abs by reading about it. Right. Yep. So just go out there and actually do it. And it's kind of like making like a campfire or making a fire. You got to feed it with little logs in the beginning and you got to feed it then with bigger logs. And as your, as a fire grows, it can then take on more things. So, but you won't get a fire without putting something into it first. Right. So you won't get that motivation without actually doing even the, the smallest piece of work first. Absolutely. I love that analogy. And it's true. You're not going to go from the couch to running a marathon in, you know, a day. So don't put that as your goal that you want to achieve in a week. Okay, I'll Because it's that. not going to happen. Put that you want to run for five minutes without stopping, maybe for the first time, yeah. for so a whole week. It sounds like there's a lot of misconceptions that are actually hindering people from being more productive. Because that's another one. Like, yeah, I, I guess I was always under the impression that motivation is this thing that, 
you're sitting on the couch and all of a sudden the TV glitches to another channel and there's a commercial and you're like, it's a sign and I need to do this, you know? <laughs> so to hear that it's almost like watering a plant and you have to grow the feeling of motivation. It's true. It's true yeah. because um, I it, look at my YouTube channel. I have distanced myself with all different. I've spitballed for the past year and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to doing DIYs because I actually, I really want to do this piece. And from there, it's only fed it more and more mm -hmm. that now I actually want to spend a day and a half fully editing versus trying to cram it all into one day or half a day. Wow. So I find that it's kind of like, yeah, you have to, you have to sort of introduce the motivation slowly in the form of like almost like a habit or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Motivation is like a habit um, or I guess it coincides with building a habit and making it part of your lifestyle and yeah, not waiting for that lightning bolt or mm -hmm. that sign mm -hmm. from the universe to really take over. You, you have to be able to take over your own life and take control of your own life to really be able to see that motivation grow. Yeah. Uh, so let's, let's, let's look at it like this. Okay. So I am trying to, uh, clean my house right now. I just switched my front office, which I thought had to be an office because everyone needs an office at home. <laughs> and I swapped it into a production office where I now have a 3D printer. I can do resin artwork in there. It's way, way more geared towards my lifestyle. Now, everything in there has sort of scattered around my house currently, and it's kind of looking like I'm on hoarders buried alive in my house. <laughs> so do you have techniques for starting... Um, sort of even cleaning your house, does everything with time management start in small increments? Yes, absolutely. So um, I actually, we were talking about earlier, you were talking about how we met on Sirius, and I did a uh, whole segment on how much I don't agree with Marie Kondo's uh, organizing techniques. And hers is, her big one thing is to... Um, throw everything that you want to organize onto a bed and then organize it all in one day because you're going to be really upset that you can't sleep on the bed at that night. I've and I don't agree with that because <laughs> I think you're going to get so overwhelmed mm -hmm. that yeah. you're just going to push the stuff under the bed or hide it in a closet until you uh, get around to it, which I feel like you're never going to get around Literally to Literally my you know? room. Yeah, like yeah. I wish yeah, I could attach like so a picture on my show notes like to show <laughs> my bed <laughs> because that's literally what happened. I like took off everything. I was like, all right, I'm just going to organize it for the spring and here we yeah. are june july <laughs> right it, it just it doesn't it just doesn't work if you're on a television show with cameras and people watching you and keeping you motivated then yes of course it's gonna work so yes dan i agree you have to start very small um to be able so you don't get overwhelmed so my suggestion is is take the spot in your in your house in your condo that is driving you the most insane about not being organized. So maybe it's the front entrance because you have to step over stuff when you come in, or maybe it's the kitchen because you can't find stuff to cook now that we're all cooking at home. Or, you know, who knows, maybe it is your bedroom, your bed, or that you know that there's all this stuff jammed under your bed. So mm -hmm. start with that one section that is really annoying you and just try to um, I do agree with how she wants everything in categories to be able to organize your home better. So, you know, put all likes with likes. So put all your black shirts with your black shirts or put all your art supplies or all your paints with your paints. And then you can walk away from it for a day or two or a week. You don't have to do it all in the one organizing weekend like everyone tells you to. 
And you can think of ideas of, you know, how you want to store that paint better. Or, you know, you can look at those black shirts and really think, okay, I do have six of these. I don't need all six. Um, and really, you know, resonate on what you do have and what you can get rid of. So I have, like, with that being said, I have sort of implemented uh, a sort of deadline because I do want to get my house back in sort of living conditions. So do you have, is there techniques, first off, for managing deadlines? So for me, I'm putting this sort of pressure that I need to get my house in order. Like, honestly, today, after recording this podcast, it's like, okay, I want to focus my day on getting this in order. I've given yeah. myself literally half a day to do it. Um, is there a technique for people, even if they're working at home, not under the, the watch of uh, people that could guide them, how is it better or how can you better manage deadlines? Sure. So take your deadline. So say your deadline to organize your entire house is Friday or actually Friday tomorrow. So say it's, um, you know, uh, next Friday. And then divide it up into smaller tasks of what you want to organize. So you want to organize your clothes. You want to organize your paint supplies. You want to organize your kitchen. And then divide that into how many hours that you think you it's going to take to do every step. So you think that you're – and you can estimate on this. And please estimate high because it always takes longer than you expect. So you think that your clothes are going to take – uh, four hours to organize and you think your kitchen is going to take eight hours to organize and then look at your calendar and then see what you have that absolutely cannot change on your calendar and what you have to work around and see if you have the time to finish this organizing project in by the deadline that you have set for yourself. Now, if this is a deadline that's something like taxes, for instance, and you have to get your taxes in or else you're going to be paying penalties, um, then I suggest really putting that on your top priority list for the day. We talked about priorities and really knowing that this is something that has to be done and I need to move other things around. You know, there's only 24 hours in the day and you really can't make more hours and you can't make yourself move faster at a project. Unless you delegate. Dan and I talked about delegating a lot, too, and you even tried it. So, you know, if it's a if it's a, a project or a deadline that has to be done and you really can't see and you're really stressed about, you know, getting to that deadline and you really can't see how you can actually get to that deadline, then I would suggest trying to delegate out some, some of that as well. It's funny. Like, that's, I think, me and Dan really had our, our first moment when he tried to delegate something to me. And yeah. I completely watched it. Like I complete, like I didn't plug in a mic. Well, <laughs> this is what's camera. funny. Is so yes, I absolutely took your advice, Tara. I, I tried to delegate and I hired Amar and, and I, I asked him to like set up the camera and it's, it's sort of bizarre because like we're friends. And so he did, but he plugged the mic into the wrong slot. So I had no audio. Um, so most times delegation works. It, it did, it did yeah. work because I ended up hiring an editor for a little bit. And then I realized, you know, editing for my style of work is where a lot of the the creativity is. Mm. So I took that back and I actually, and I'm still doing this in a form. I have uh, hired a camera guy to mm. work on some shoots with me. But uh, the main thing that I think I've done from this whole experience is I've slowed down this, like, this idea in my head that I have to consistently be creating. Like, you could also create a good piece of work once a week if it's really great. Instead yeah. of creating three 
mediocre rushed jobs, want to do one. And so that's kind of where I found my flow again is doing one video every Wednesday that is of high quality, traveling around, doing bigger projects, and it's working. Like yeah. it's totally rejuvenated my YouTube. So I've heard that like, uh, I love that you touched on priority because I think um, priority is really important. Like as a word to just even realize that, you know, though most of us think we can multitask, we can only really do, we can really only have one priority at a time, right? So Absolutely. you can be cleaning your kitchen and uh, doing the gardening at the same time. You know, you got to focus on one, do that really well. And same thing applies for like YouTube and, you know, uh, you can't be all over the place. You got to pick a priority for that time slot and then focus in on it. Yeah. Sorry for the examples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually on a personal mission to try to rid the world of the word multitasking. You know, everyone thinks that it works, especially for females. We, we have this, um, you know, idea that society is putting on us that we have to multitask. You know, we have to look after the kids. We have to cook. We have to be a successful career person usually. And that, unfortunately, society still puts that on a lot of women. Um, and it's just multitasking does not work. It takes your brain anywhere between five to 30 seconds, depending on the task, to switch between one task and another. You may not know that it's doing that, but it does. So you're actually wasting time trying to do two or three things at once. So I'm a big mm. believer in time blocking your calendar and your days and really focusing on this is my priority for the day. This is what I'm going to focus on first, second, and third. Interesting. So, so what I'm hearing there is you could actually waste more time by trying to do everything at once by yeah. feeling mm -hmm. like you're doing more. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So grab some priorities. Um, okay. So Tara, you, you have mentioned a lot of celebrities and high profile talent, but you also work with people like me and for people that are listening that would like to work with you or have personal goals that they want to get assistance with, um, you are launching a coaching package. I am. Um, three, is it three months and six months? Uh, it's, uh, six it's three months and six uh, sessions, one-on-one -on -one sessions with me, mm -hmm. and every week accountability check-ins, and it's all about how to achieve your goals while working from home. I find that a lot of people are now saying, oh, because of the pandemic and because of everything that's going on, I'm going to do this next year. I'm going to launch my, my business next year, my side hustle next year. It's not a good time, and I disagree. I think it's the perfect time to, uh, you know, go after your goals. And I'm here to help anyone who wants to. And how can they reach you? It's on my website, Tara Stubbins, Tara with two R's, dot com. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tara underscore concierge. So we will have your info in our show notes. So if anyone's yeah. listening and wants to know, it'll be there. Um, personally, to wrap this up, I could vouch for this. Uh, Tara and I have been working for quite some time together. Um, what, what you could look at is look at my YouTube channel over the span of, let's even say the past year. And it's been sort of a roller coaster of spitballing, but what it's enabled me to do is take over my YouTube in one of the most organized ways I've ever done it and operated in. Um, I now have projects on the go. Like I got a 3D printer that's operating. I think what this uh, sort of one-on-one -on -one coaching has done for me is it's it's accessed parts of my brain that I were suppressing due to 
the status quo, what mm. society tells you. I was blown away at some of the stuff that you told me that I believed fully in. That, oh yeah, you can only be successful if you wake up early. Or you can only be successful if you're doing this. And to have a customized plan where, okay, no, Dan, you don't work like that. Dan, yeah. well, I think what we've learned is that you work better like this. And so we kind of capitalized on these new veins of, of workflow that have only propelled me further. So Tara, uh, thank you so much for chatting with us today. I feel like we're probably going to want to have you back to talk more because yeah. there are so many topics under this. Um, I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Yes. Uh, so have a great day. Uh, yes. I feel like I'm going to be way more productive now that you good luck organizing your house yes um honestly i i just want to my biggest takeaway is the uniqueness and like the personal kind of thing that goes with one-on-one coaching i think you guys did answer my question in the end of the day which is how to get started and the real answer is just like working out you know you should get a plan that works for you you know if your back hurts maybe not do any back workouts and with time management you know, I think working with you, it's going to be like that one-on-one coaching of like, this works for you and this is tailored for you. So, uh, that's going to be huge. And, uh, I can't wait, uh, I want to get started on that. Yay. <laughs> that's great. And you hit the nail on the head with that one. It's all about customizing what works for you and not following others. Yeah. Awesome. So get your customized plan today. Call Tara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Tara, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you. Have a All good right. one. You too. Bye. 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 Man. Oh. She's cool, right? Eh? Oh my God. Man. Like, like, it's like, like it's like inspiration. You, know? you just want to get started. I think <laughs> I think what's really cool is that she so clearly knows what she's talking about. And in a sense, like we would we would ask a question and it would turn into like, well, I'll do this tip and try this. Yeah. Honestly speaking, guys, I didn't have Tara on here today because I've been working with her behind the scenes. I had her on here today because what I wanted you guys to hear from this uh, phone meeting is that, or phone interview, is that what you're being told on a daily basis from Facebook, from Instagram, from influencers may not be how you have your lenses of productivity set. Mm-hmm. I was totally under the impression that, you know, I, I would, my old time of waking up was like 10 a.m. Yeah. And every day I would wake up at 10 a.m. thinking, Dan, man, like half your morning is gone. Because growing up, you have your parents saying, come on, get up, get out of bed, it's lunch, half mm-hmm. the day is over. But half of the daylight day is over. It doesn't mean half of the productive day. It doesn't mean half of your work day is over. And I've learned that. So I have changed it a bit. So I do now get up at 8.30. I've added a bit of routine. I'll walk Charlie. I'll, I'll go to the gym. And... I've set in where it's best slotted that I can get tasks done yeah. without feeling like, oh, you're a, you're a lazy ass. You're a couch potato. Like, stop telling yourself that because you see some motivational speaker or because you see your favorite celebrity waking up at 4 a.m., that you will not achieve the same goals because you're not getting up at that time. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, this is something that I was so kind of like my brain was like in a cage of thinking... Dan, man, like you're not, you want to be a millionaire? Good luck. You're not getting up at 5 a.m. Yeah. But it's like, it's garbage. It's total garbage. Yeah. I, we've talked about that before where like a lot of celebrities kind of, you know, they have all these PR teams that like will craft this story of like, 
how inspirational this person is because they wake up at this hour. And they, but in reality, they don't. And in reality, they also have delegated to 30 other people, you know, all that stuff. So um, you might be thinking you're wasting your time and stuff, but every, they all have people that they work with that really take them to the next yeah. level. Honestly, guys, if it doesn't matter where in the world you are because it's a phone call um, type of service. Um, if you're looking to kind of get something going, you have an idea in your head and you don't know how to go about executing it in the most efficient way, mm-hmm. give Tara a call. Email her just to see what she could offer you if if it's even aligned with what you're trying to do. I I made this sort of like manifestation. And I think we talked about it where... I, I was on my bed and I, I don't know where I stand fully yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just fully back this and I don't want to fully discredit it either. But I'm like, you know what? Let's just try this manifestation thing. Yeah. So I was on my bed and I have talked about this in the podcast before. It was almost a year ago. Yeah. 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 And I was like, you know, um, I want to travel more this year than ever. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, actually, yeah, 2019. 2019, I've traveled more for work than I ever have. I went to Sweden. I went all over the world with this, with my job. And at the same time, I was working with Tara and there was times where I'm like, yeah, but see, I'm going, I'm getting home from France and I'm flying to Vegas a week later and I have to do three videos in that time frame. Mm. And I'm like, based off of how I'm functioning in this moment, I can't get three videos done in a week's time. Yeah. And I made it happen because we found slots in my day that I just... I don't know, man. They were like air bubbles. They were just like throwaways. Like, hold on, Dan. Why can't you edit at 8 p.m.? Instead of watching your Netflix show, why don't you watch your Netflix show at this time and do editing here? Mm. You know, so it's time management to me has been sort of this puzzle that I've got to help with assembling to to better function. So I, I highly vouch for and recommend Tara. She's very professional. She knows what she's talking about. She's not afraid to tell you, first off, where you might be making excuses and not in an aggressive way. She might just challenge you and be like, so why do you think that? Um, But also to not go against what society is telling you. And that is the biggest thing that you need is, listen, uh, Marie Kondo, uh, she is an amazing organizer, but clearly it's just, it doesn't help everybody. And to hear that Tara says, you know, it doesn't help everyone. And to sort of say that that's not, is, that's not the only way to achieve something is nice to have that sort of challenging mentality to say you are a different person than that person. So we're yeah. going to find a way to make you function A+. plus. That's it. Like, shout out to Kondo, but she always says, like, her number one pleasure in life <laughs> is organization. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, that's not everyone's, like, number one thing Definitely. like a lot of I us do not find pleasure in freaking organizing you know what i mean like a lot of us just want to get organized just to make something livable right so what you might be learning from marie kondo is like how to like fall in love with the organization but if that's not your shtick like you just want to make it a more livable space then that's not really the approach and what i've liked about you actually working with her i feel like over the year or two that we've done this podcast holy crap it's only been like a year or two yeah. um is I've seen that transition where of your mind and I feel like you're so much more clear, like you have so much more clarity of Mm -hmm. what you want to pursue, what you believe in. Um, So 
Uh, it, yeah, it's really clarified your mind. I, 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 have, to, I have to mention this. <laughs> this is too funny. So she had, in, in, while talking, she had said that um, delegate. Mm. And it's a big thing. And so I remember <laughs> after that phone call, I was like, okay. I, I, I just sort of like reconnected with Amar. I'm Is that really where it was? Like I'm going to hire this guy. Oh, well, no. Well, because I'm like, you know, I just got a studio space. Yeah. I need I need to try out having an assistant of some kind because I was taking on... Listen, man, I was doing like three videos trying to make them the quality that they are now yes. in one week. There's no way... Look, look at YouTubers these days. Everyone's got a team. Everyone's That's got right. an assistant. And it got to the point where I was creating so much content that I'm like, I need that not a, and, and a lot of people are going to hear this like oh shut up you think you're some like big down it's like no. no okay relax it comes to a point where i had goals i wanted to achieve i realized i couldn't do that on my own yeah um so i hired amar so I, that's why when she right. mentioned that i started laughed because i'm like i hired amar and then i unfortunately had to fire amar <laughs> yeah yeah but not because of necessarily anything he did i just realized that the delegation process wasn't coming through the form of an assistant yeah I needed uh, a camera guy and, and I met a camera guy that was like a professional with cameras. So, yeah. and, and, you know, it goes to say that like, you know, sometimes when you try something, it might not, you know, you tried to delegate delegation the first time. It might not be, you know, it might not work out the first time, you know, you might, you know, okay, well this didn't work out because of this. And there's like lessons learned yeah. in, in this stuff. But um, yeah, proof is in the pudding. Uh, I think your mind has been much more clear uh, because of working with her. So uh, exciting to see what, what comes out of this for for the audience and for us 100 percent. if you guys are interested in uh more chats with tara or even people that are similar we can have more guests like this I, we have focused a lot on mental health related things and this totally falls under that category because yeah. your mental health can be totally affected by the the feeling of not achieving enough and not getting to where you want to be or where you feel like you should be mm -hmm. so sometimes you say well, well are you taking steps to kind of deal with that feeling or are you just kind of sitting with it yeah. and in this aspect i went with tara because i'm like i need to deal with this aspect of feeling deflated and not as far along as where i should be or mentally feel like i should be yeah. so yeah there you guys have it that was a fun one man yeah i love that that was, that was so fun. refreshing and so um nice. we'll see you next week i do want to quickly touch on sorry let me let me just pause the music for a second we did mention and this by no means deserves to be at the end of the episode. It's just, we kind of got into it. Black Lives Matter. We were going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, do you want to? Yeah. So uh, obviously black lives still matter. Yeah. And uh, we want to uh, really dedicate a whole, you know, episode to it with the right people. I think it's it's not right if if it's just us two well, talking. Well, so, so long story short, because we, we said that we were going to have it this week. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. Oh, okay. And so we didn't. I just want to address yeah. the reason why. Uh, I was talking to a guest that we really wanted Don. Uh, they haven't been responding to me. Uh, so as soon as we get that response, hopefully we can have them. And we are also looking for other speakers. And 100%. Other it, it has sort of been... Um, it was a last minute. The way this podcast usually functions is we try to get guests relatively, I guess, last minute. Yeah. And um, I imagine she's pretty busy yeah. right now. So we're still going to try to get her because apparently she's she's pretty good. Yeah. And um, we are going to keep you guys updated. It's not something we forgot about. It's not something we're, we're pushing aside by any means. We are trying to find um, a really the greatest good, guest. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, had to touch on that. 
Yeah. Okay. Have a great, productive, time management-filled week. Bye-bye. Love you. I'm going to go clean my room. But it's all